Ever wonder what it would be like to bang a 3,800-pound walrus? Have you ever wanted to taste sumi meat but just don't have the time to cannibalize? Skeletons in lawn chairs? Get a job, Skeletor! All this, plus a sit-down with Jack Thomas Smith, creator of the movie Infliction and the upcoming In the Dark. Gather round, Dingleberries. It's Lost at Home time. Jeremiah Johnson. Hello, Scott. Hey, Jer. I didn't know we were jumping in like that real quick. Like, you, what do you, mean? you caught me off guard. We, we like to jump in. It's after our British girl just said, Hello, here's Scott and Jeremiah Johnson with the Lost at Home podcast. Chip, chip, chimneroo, chimney sweep, etc. Polly Mary Poppins, <laughs> Pollyanna, other movies from Disney. Where did the British lady go? She turned into a weird, <laughs> a weird, right. uh, weird gentleman. Um, All right, so, yeah. uh, thank you everyone for coming back this week. Uh, we appreciate you uh, listening to us and uh, you know being here again. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, there's one. I there's missed. one. There's one. Continue. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsor this week, uh, Audible.com. If you go to AudibleTrial.com/lost. You get a free month of Audible on Audible, and you get a free audiobook of your choosing from the Rover 2003 titles. Exactly 2003. And uh, that book is on us, and you get to keep it forever and ever and ever. And uh, Audible is great because when you're done listening to your podcast, say you uh, finished early in the week or somebody didn't put a new one up and you expected to listen to it on your car ride home, you can just go to an audiobook, and it's like a podcast, except pre-written and way better and way better written by authors here's, edited. Here's the thing. it's been edited <laughs> I, I like i like the, the way that you put that because usually the what the way it goes for me is i run out of audiobooks i'm like i guess i'll go to a podcast oh the no, way no. you went is the other way around yeah, yeah. The, i went the way that doesn't disparage our art form i, I believe you should have put air quotes around art <laughs> <laughs> And form, actually. Well, know. if we're going to not call this art, then I'm kind of confused as to why we just got invited to go to Vermont Comic-Con. That, um, is, a, that is an art-based show. It you're, is you're an correct. art-based it's show. Art and entertainment. Now, um, being the number one podcast coming out of the state of Vermont, geek-based comedic news, uh, Lost and Own Podcast will be guests at Vermont Comic-Con. This is September 19th and 20th in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, it's pretty far off from now, so we're going to skip all the, the minor deets like locations, uh, what table number you can find us at, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know all of that. Well, we know the location, but we'll, we'll get to you because well, you're going to well, forget by the time we yeah. – we're going to pepper this in kind of like we did. Oh, speaking of pepper, there's the uh, actress that plays pepper from uh, there uh, American is, Horror uh, Story is, is scheduled to be there actually. Isn't her name uh, Naomi? Yeah, you know the crazy thing? She's attractive. She's physically attractive, and she plays the most hideous character. Oh, on the television. actual, yeah, yeah, Naomi Grossman. She actually is hot. I know it's crazy because I when, thought she was a dude on the show. I actually I did too. I thought <laughs> she, I, I was I, I was really surprised to find like there was a BuzzFeed or something, one of those lists of like ten actors who you know are completely transformed from was beautiful was, to was ugly. Golem one of them. 
I don't know. I don't know if that was one of them. I just Andy remember, I just remember being really surprised by. Um, uh, Sorry if you were jogging just now Grossman. and that pierced your brain like in scanners. <laughs> and now you got hit by a car. The other one on that list was uh, the woman who plays um, uh, Gail the Snail on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philly. Is she going to be at the show? No, I was just saying attractive women. Oh, on the, uh, the, yeah. Sorry. Well, how about we talk about people who are going to be at Vermont Comic Con? Keep it coming. Uh, like Brian O'Halloran from the movie Clerks right. and Clerks 2 and may the know upcoming him, Clerks 3. May know him better as Dante. Dante. And uh, I don't know. Where else can we go from that? We could say Dan Parent. He is the artist for Archie Comics. Uh, yeah, uh, not, the, uh, not, the, not the not the Walking Dead not the, Archie yeah. or any of the side ones, yeah. but the main Archie title. Classic. I'm like, those are from my old school days growing up. So, I mean, and, uh, wasn't, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Jason Font, who is one of the original Power Rangers. And uh, we'll just say the list goes on. Um, I want to say that Tico is going to be there, but I think it's a fingers crossed kind of thing. Yeah, and if, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Tico Flores. Great guy. Yeah, uh, we, we, we actually think, we think we're mutually in love with him now. We have a weird imaginary uh, sex triangle. Really? Um, I believe they're called relationship triangles. What's that called? The triangle relationship? I think just a, a relationship triangle. Oh no, a love triangle. Love triangle. Yeah, that that thing. You, you, uh, I like how you like missed you you missed re- like love in between. You're like it's either sex or relationship. Oh yeah, there's you're no, like no, it's both of them. That means love. That's love. That's love. Yeah, yeah Tico's pretty great. He did the uh, Star Wars. Uh, Cause fighting. Cause fighting, yeah. yeah where and they it, taught you how to responsibly use weapons while cosplaying to give added effect to your costume. If you listen back a couple episodes, we actually had an interview with him from uh, ChaseCon, actually, the, one of the, the sister con to Vermont Comic Con that we're going to. Yep. Um, and we're just kind of hoping he comes back, because him and Moses I talked to him again, too, great. and I, he, he actually wanted to talk for longer, and we wanted to talk with him for longer. He was obviously busy. Maybe we should have him so. on sometime. He's a really I think, yeah, he's I think a big if we character. did like a, real, like a real full interview with him, I feel like we could just go... Hey Tico, and then just let him go, and it would be awesome. And yep. he would just be like, "Well, he just tell all these stories about all this cool stuff he's done, and how way cooler than us he is." But he's also modest, so he's like, "Well, I'm just an old man, and I don't blah blah blah." So yeah. an old man who can kick both of our asses with oh both of his hands side behind his back and his legs. I don't know how he would just. Yeah. He was on uh, the last season of uh, the Blacklist with James Spader, who was just in Age of Ultron. And uh, he was on a, a weird mercenary team in the show that actually went to go capture James Spader underground. And I uh, didn't know at the time I was watching him do his stuff, but after we met him, he, he let us know, and it's pretty cool. We, we actually know someone who has a one-degree connection to James Spader. Yeah, well, because I remember, I think in our uh, interview a couple episodes ago at the end of it, well, I mean, because again, we found this out after the fact, but you mentioned, um, I think actually to lead into the interview was Tico fought... Uh, Ultron once or something like that. I yes, yeah. Tico fought Ultron, technically. Um, now, speaking of interviews, uh, this week we will be jumping into one right off the bat, and no one actually knows about this unless you were on Twitter today and you happen to look at our feed. Uh, we have Jack Thomas Smith on, who is an indie horror writer, director, and producer. Uh, I actually watched one of his movies a few months ago called Infliction, and I gotta say it's a uh, it's an assemblage footage which is kind of like found footage yeah. horror film about a murder spree in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it was actually really well yet, made, actually, well yeah. directed, well shot. It, it's a fun movie. I remember, uh, if you're uh, a horror I fan. I remember looking into it when we, um, he helped get, get a guest we had on. Yeah. When we had a uh, Vincent, uh, Guastini, Guastini yeah. who, uh, worked on pretty much every movie, every great movie of. with special effects you've ever wanted to see. or yeah, have ever J- seen. Jack was instrumental in getting us him as an interview. Yeah. And we'd like to thank him for uh, helping us with that by helping him. 
He has an Indiegogo campaign uh, for his new movie, In the Dark, which is, um, well, you know what? Why should we talk about this when we actually have Jack Thomas Smith here right now to uh, further explain? So without further ado, here we go. All right, we are here with Jack Thomas Smith. Uh, some of you out there know his name beyond the introduction. Uh, he made a movie called Infliction a little while back that we talked about very, very highly on our show. Uh, I'm a fan of it. I saw it, loved it. And um, he's also the uh, individual who's responsible for us getting uh, Vincent Gostini on the show, a uh, special effects genius who's made pretty much every movie you've ever seen. <laughs> um, now, uh, Jack Thomas Smith has decided to join us again today because he has a new project coming up and we wish to support it by supporting him. Uh, welcome to the show, Jack. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. Um, do you want to give the listeners a little uh, rundown of uh, of why you're here, what you're looking to do in terms of uh, this Indiegogo thing? We gave a little brief introduction to it, but you're going to have a lot more in terms of details and what they can get for swag and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, basically what I'm looking to do, <clears throat> the name of the film is uh, In the Dark, and it's an action horror film. Uh, and it's funny that you mentioned uh, uh, Vincent Guastini. He's going to be doing the makeup effects on the project. Um, and, uh, yeah, in terms of makeup effects, I mean, Vinny's amazing. You know, I mean, he's, you know, done Dogma, you know, uh, uh, Hannibal and uh, uh, Last of the Mohicans. Requiem, Requiem for a Dream. For a dream. Right. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable, you know. And, and he's a great friend. He did the effects for me on my last film on Infliction. Um, yeah, Vinny's just, you know, he's a great guy, home run. Um, but anyway, In the Dark, uh, it's an action horror film that takes place on a small island in Michigan um, that uh, essentially gets overrun by zombie vampire-type creatures. These things are pissed off, they're, they're torn apart, you know, it's not Twilight. These things are almost like uh, crack addict vampires. They're like junkie vampires. They're, their need to feed is just a frenzy. Um, I think we just found a subtitle for the film. <laughs> In the dark, colon, crackhead vampires. <laughs> colon, a need to feed, colon, a frenzy. Right, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be crazy, man. I mean, these things are not Twilight, you know. So, uh, and ultimately, there's there's like a handful of people left alive. They've got guns or blown the crap out of these things as they're trying to get off the island. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of the popcorn version of it. I mean, underneath there's, uh, you know, there, there's a really good story, really strong character development, um, you know, strong underlying theme that kind of, it kind of plays on immorality. You know, there's there, you know, one of the leads in the film, his, he had paralyzed his best friend in a drunk driving accident. Another main character is cheating on his wife. Another character, teenage girls being abused by her stepfather. Hmm. Um, and even the, the the zombie vampire creatures, like I said earlier, I mean, their need to feed is like a drug addiction. So it's almost like a take on, on addiction and all of the uh, destruction that addiction can cause. So, you know, so there's this really strong theme that kind of connects the protagonist with the antagonist. So on the surface, you know, it's going to be an action, edgier seed, effects, you know, uh, a fun movie to watch, you know, tons of scares and all that. Uh, but underneath there's, you know, there's, there's a strong theme to it. 
Um, so what we're doing is we started this Indiegogo campaign. I'm also meeting with private investors as well. So even if it's a combination of both, awesome. Um, and what the process is, is the first thing we're doing is we're raising the startup capital. Um, and what the startup capital is going to do, it's going to secure our casting director um, and it's going to secure our, our quote unquote bankable stars, um, their deposits. Essentially, what you do is you go after stars who are what they call bankable. And what that means is, is that they can generate foreign pre-sales. So the entire budget on the film is going to be in the five to six million dollar range. Um, and by raising this startup capital, it, it'll get us our stars, which we can then use their names to sell foreign markets and essentially finance the film through foreign pre-sales based on the star power. Um, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but that, I mean, that's a very normal process in Hollywood. You know, no one is going to hand an indie film project five, six million dollars cash unless they've got a rich uncle, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting so. to hear the the meat and potatoes of how a film is made. <clears throat> I, I actually, before I looked into this myself, had no idea that this was the process. And yeah, and I, I, uh, hearing that, it, it makes total sense, actually. It, it's it's not that odd to, to hear that. You raise a certain chunk that you know you can probably get from, you know, in a, a a small chunk to just get a bigger chunk later by getting the bankable stars. And do you have a, you don't have to mention names or anything like that. But do you have a, did you have an idea in mind of, of bankable stars or a, a pool? That, oh, of yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. We have our list, we have our wish list and their salary requirements are within, you know, our, our, our budget limitations, let's say. Um, so these are people that you know they are bankable i mean we've we've uh, you know and the thing is we're not like throwing spaghetti on the wall here i actually got a list from my foreign sales agent uh the gentleman that's actually doing the foreign sales for infliction um he sent me over a list of bankable stars and what the it, it's so crazy it's it, they're people you know but but they have a value in terms of sales it's <laughs> it's insane it's it's almost like these stars are are like a commodity you know it's it's just so weird so there's but, like a, there's literally a list that you can see like a number yeah. attached to a human being at that point yeah it's interesting, it's interesting. i mean it makes sense i mean this is the, the the days of big data where you can pull that information and say this person can bank this much money and therefore they're worth so much oh man you and i must be really low on that list <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i yeah 40 bucks i'll do your movie all right jack you I got guess, me in this day and age i guess on most lists you want to be low but that's the one where you don't yeah i'm, I'm on like page forty thousand of google when you like search and nobody's ever going to make it there like bankable stars and they finally like well, let me see what page forty thousand brings jeremiah actually my name's jeremiah johnson it would probably bring up pretty high because I was played by Robert Redford in a 1970s Redford, movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, so one and the same. Hire me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Uh, don't say yourself short. You guys might be able to do like <laughs> pre-sales, some like small village somewhere in like Belgium or Hungary or something. Yeah. You never know, you know? We're big and hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. we, they've got a they've got a monument, like statues of Lost at Home podcast. There, there, there's one village in Malaysia where an iPod fell from that missing plane. Yeah. The, all that's on it is our show. Yes, the gods must be crazy <laughs> A yes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, oh man. Um, well, I mean, uh, so so you did mention, uh, you know, some uh, getting Guastini on here is obviously a big thing because we oh, you know, yeah. we talked to him and what he can do. Uh, as far as I mean, you mentioned zombies. I think 
you know, tons of makeup, tons of special effects, like on the, in the practical side, um, is, is there a lot of that going on? Is it, uh, is there a lot of like action, uh, non-practical special effects? Are you kind of keeping it all in the practical market, going digital practical? Are you asking if there's CG in this movie? I'm asking, I don't know if he wants to, <laughs> I, based on our conversation with Vince, uh, I don't know if he wants to mention that because it sounds like Vincent will, uh, he's pretty anti-CG. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's okay if it's used okay. By Guillermo del Toro, he can use it, but. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's no. okay if he uses it. But. I totally want to go as practical as much as humanly possible. You know, I am not a CGI guy. I'm not. I mean, Vinny and I, we go back over 20 years, you know, so so he and I are so okay. on the same page. I mean, like, let me put it to you this way. I don't have a problem where, you know, if there's a scene where you get a wide shot and there's like a thousand of these creatures running at them. I mean, essentially, the creatures are going to be people. There, it's not going to be I am legend, you know, it's right. not, it, it's, yeah. it's going to be people bloodied up, made up, you know, all practicals. But if there is a scene, you know, no different than walking dead, you know, I mean, if you see like a, a sea of zombies coming at them, I mean, you know, the days of Cleopatra are gone, you know, I mean, you, you know, that's something where you will apply some CGI to, to make it look like a, a ton of them coming at them. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. That to me, honestly, from that standpoint, CGI doesn't bother me. It doesn't, you know. If what 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 drives me crazy though is like the movie Van Helsing. That just was too much. Yeah, and I, yeah. I I remember the first time I got really annoyed at it was watching Scorpion King. If you recall that with the Rock, or, or you know, and there's a point where like it should have just been him yelling at the camera, and they're like, man, let's CGI this because it was it was just early enough, but like it was advanced enough where they could kind of make it look like people. But it was like a plastic. Yeah. It looked like a plastic. Uh, cartoon figure yelling at the camera. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and and I understand like what you're saying is when you get there there is a, a need for it. And when we talked to, to uh, Vincent about this, he kind of mentioned the same thing. Brought in Guillermo del Toro because in uh, Pacific Rim, obviously, there's only so much you can do with practical. But sure. he did as much as he could with that. I mean, there's no need to to make a every zombie you know CGI. Even if it's cheaper, it's gonna be look so much nicer as practical. And, you know, we're, I like the classic horror movies of the 80s and the 70s and stuff. And, you know, that's what I grew up on. So seeing a fake thing, I can, I can recognize it in an instant, even with the best, you know, CG effects. It takes you out. I mean, it takes you out. I mean, uh, to me, my all-time favorite horror movie is Dawn of the Dead. And oh, yeah. you know, they had a whole, I mean, the, the one from 78, you know, not the 2004 one. Oh, yeah, I'm one. with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, that's an amazing movie. They had hundreds of zombies. They filled them all. I mean, and it was so scary because it felt so real. You know, it's like when you when you add all that computer generated crap to it, it takes you out. Like I am legend. I mean, that you know, that felt like it was who frame Roger Rabbit, you know? So I, I just I'm not a, it, another another example, The Great Gatsby, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. I yeah. mean, that whole movie felt like I was watching a cartoon. It felt like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's right. what it, that's what it felt like. Yeah. And, and it was just stupid stuff. It's like, why did you have to CG a lake behind him? Yeah, I, just go find a lake. Go find a lake. <laughs> there's a lot of lake. them. There's a lot of them. I think there's like there are states with thousands of lakes in it. You could just yes. find one. Just find one. Um, and, and I, with horror too, it seems like horror is such a personal. It's all, it's about personal fears and stuff. So I think yes. when when you bring like a, a CG into it, you're bringing you know two or three programmers saying this is what frightens me, copy and paste it a thousand times versus it you know a hundred individuals playing a hundred different zombies is going to bring a hundred different types of fears of what scares them. I think it's going to resonate with audiences better if you've got 
real human beings trying to frighten you based on their fears. It's going to, uh, there's going to be a hundred different fears versus the fears of three people, you know, uh, computer generating something. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. I agree with you. Not, not a fan of CG, man. Well, glad to, glad to hear that we're, we're looking at some classic stuff when it comes to, uh, in the dark. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, now, before we head out from this interview, uh, do you want to give the listeners a couple places where they can find information on this and how they can help contribute? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, thanks for giving me this opportunity to, to put this out there. Um, in terms of the Indiegogo campaign, you know, we're offering a lot of perks and incentives, you know, all the way from, you know, uh, Based on your level of contribution, you could be a zombie vampire creature in the film, get all made up, you know, by Vincent and his oh, yeah. team. Um, you know, then we also have a perk where you can come to set and work with the with the uh, uh, crew, with the production crew. Um, those are, you know, some of the higher contributions. Um, but then, you know, the, some of the smaller contributions are, you know, a thank you, an IMDb credit, uh, you know, a special thanks in the credits. Um, you know, so there's all different levels of perks and incentives based on contribution. Um, you know, and the, the whole thing is also is it's going to be a cool film and it's and it's it, it's not part of the Hollywood machine, you know. So it's like, you know, it's one of those if we can all pull together on it, get the whole indie film, the indie horror film community in it. It's it's going to be a cool film and and it's not going to be controlled by a bunch of hedge funds and, you know, that are controlling Hollywood. Yeah, you can um, you can make your film, which is great. And uh, yeah, and, and, and I, yeah. Want, I wanted to ask about that perk in terms of, uh, you know, uh, traveling out to, or, you know, being part of the set. Do you know where do you have a plan on where this is going to be shot yet or is that kind of up in the air? Um, I would love to shoot it in Michigan because that's actually where the script is set is in Michigan. Um, but I'm open to shooting it anywhere if it makes sense. You just, know, just, uh, just do a little CGI Michigan in the background. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Yeah, and so yeah, we don't need a real island. You know, <laughs> just you know, we'll have we'll have them stand in front of a green screen, and we'll just we'll get the same people that did Great Gatsby, and we'll just paint in a, a, <laughs> this, a lake and an island. One of, the, one of the Great Lakes behind. This could something. just as easily be uh, shot in Vermont, and yeah, hey, what do you know? <laughs> we could be extras <laughs> or stars. <laughs> we are bank on page 40,000 of Google search results. <laughs> uh, all right. No, that's awesome. But, um, oh, so yeah. for, um, uh, for information in terms of the Indiegogo campaign, they can go to my website, which is foxtrailproductions.com. Um, the campaign's right there, uh, you know, right on the front page. We also have a Twitter account. It's at InTheDarkJTS. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page, which is in the dark movie. Um, so you can get all the information, uh, on, on all those different, uh, uh sites. All right. Awesome. That sounds great. Thank you very much, Jack, for taking the time to be on our show. Uh, we appreciate it. And maybe when the uh, movie's a little bit closer to actually, uh, coming out, we could talk again. Yeah. would love it. Sounds great. If you guys want to take a trip out to Michigan, you're more than welcome to come to set. I might do it, man. I might yeah, do it. You never know. I've never been. Little live, little live, uh, lost at home uh, podcast on set. We've never done it before. So, all right. Thanks again, Jack. Thanks for having me on, guys. All Have right. a good one. Take care. You too. Once again, thanks to Jack Thomas Smith for sitting down with us to discuss uh, his new movie, hopefully, um, and his Indiegogo campaign for In the Dark. Uh, once again, everybody should go support that. Uh, when you get a minute, check it out. 
because uh, he makes good stuff and we'd like to see him make more good stuff and this would definitely help out. Um, but Scott, you brought our first real story to the table. Yes. So, uh, and I don't know much about it, so I would like you to to uh, fill me in. Let me know. Okay. Let me know. Well, um... Is it about testicles? It is not. And if you saw the show is it notes, about you, you saw the title in your... your I did. I'm, your, bar- I'm helping you bury the lead. I know. I asked you to. <laughs> That's right. usually you ask me to bury something else. <laughs> my penis in your asshole. Usually, about, usually. Usually. You talk about how you beg me you know to my, You know my wife listens your to these shows sometimes. Uh, I'm counting on it. She told. She actually texted me and said the only way she can get off is by me talking dirty to you. Oh, it's weird. She actually, that's why she wears earbuds she wears, during yeah, sex. Yeah, she she said it's for like you know, like whales or whatever. But uh, I I yeah, I just thought it was like meditative things, like like a pinging, like a metronome, yeah. so she gets rhythm. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's up a little too loud, so you can kind of hear my voice, and you're like, "What was that?" She's like, "No, it wasn't anything. Don't worry about it. It wasn't Jeremiah talking dirty to you on the podcast. It doesn't happen." <laughs> All right, so to jump into the first story, um, I'm bringing you a tale from Colorado. Um, In Parker, Colorado, deep within the Colorado River, a significant find was uncovered this past week. Imagine put ominous music behind this part. You really should. Do you want me to describe the rest of this with a a tone of ominous? Yes, like that. Okay. I'll be quiet, too. And you're gonna, you're really gonna put music below this, and it's just not gonna be me pacing myself. I no, absolutely <laughs> believe me. There's okay, music okay. playing right now. Okay. There's no music playing there right now. There is definitely music playing right now. Please okay. go. Okay. On the fourth of May, 2015, the local sheriff and fire departments were dispatched to Parker, Colorado, after a husband and wife diving team reported a grisly find: a pair of skeletons attached bound, if you will, to lawn chairs at the bottom of the Colorado River, 40 feet deep. The Buckskin Fire Department dispatched divers with cameras to investigate the report. They went down, and it was a little scary at first, said Lieutenant Kurt Bagby? God, the fucking... Lieutenant Bagby? Sorry. Is the ominous music still playing? Because Still playing. Okay. Um, what they ended up finding was two skeletons tied to lawn chairs, one of them with a note tied around its neck, the other wearing a clown-colored fright wig and sunglasses and a bikini. The note said, Bernie live in the dream in the river. And the cops were curious. Apparently, the skeletons were made of plastic. Oh, okay. They weren't actual So we're, uh, we're done with the ominous music now. Yeah, it's now no longer now ominous. It's like a screech... Exactly. The skeletons weren't real. It wasn't actual dead bodies tied to chairs that were submerged okay, so, in the Colorado River. Cause, cause and, and the, the clown fright wig with the note and the sunglasses and the bikini. So cliche. Probably would be a dead giveaway to anyone on site that the corpse didn't rot away and the bikini stayed. And the fright wig stayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it takes forensic experts necessarily to determine that. Uh, but, it, well, the thing about it is I did read the headline and I did... You did give me the uh, the disclaimer that this was a fake story. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, well, no, no, but, no, 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 this no, is a real story. No, but that's actually what. It, uh, but I wasn't but sure when you said it was fake because uh, you didn't really give me a lot. It was just through text, so I wasn't sure if you meant the story was fake or just that they were planted. No, it's more I like it's a I plant. Like, it's a planted prank. Yeah, so it's still a story. It's just the, now the story is it was a planted prank. And the funny part yeah. of this is is that the uh, the prank of planting these skeletons, which are plastic and fake, dead and clowns, <laughs> dead clowns. <laughs> Well, it happened only last uh, August 16th. Uh, August 16th of 2014 was when a couple, a uh, boy and girl, went diving. 
buried these things in the river by putting heavy stones around the feet of these uh, lawn chairs and left them simply as a weird landmark, hopefully to be discovered in the future to raise questions as a weird thing. Yeah, so not even like a crazy prank necessarily. Like, because it wasn't even like, oh, we expect to be, they're going to leave like scavenger uh, notes around or something like that. This is like, oh, you know, when somebody pops across, it'll be funny, haha. Not like, oh, crap. And what, what is weird is that this is 40 feet down in the middle of the Colorado River. And it only took about nine months to be discovered. That's pretty great. Like, that's how quick our turnaround <laughs> is. I think that's... This story, if nothing else, is a great statement on overpopulation. <laughs> because, yeah, there are too many spot. people if you can randomly do that. The Colorado yeah. River is fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> if you can a random single spot big enough to fit two lawn it. chairs 40 feet down in the middle of nowhere in the Colorado River and people find it nine months later, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That- Slash... There's Scary. too many people. Because yeah, yeah. they were like, somebody was like, oh, 20 feet up is taken, so let's fucking d- dive right here. Oh, there are these clowns, or a clown, whatever. I almost feel like you and I should do this as an experiment. Like, if the show keeps going for, like, months and then years... Like, once could, every six months, do something that, like, we does... We could go, like, in the, the, the territories around where we live and just hide or do something that would be noticed but would be hard to we, notice we talked and about find it out like how a, soon. We talk, the funny thing is, we talked about this, like, a year ago. Not exactly like this, but doing some planting like coins or something around. I can't remember. Is that back in my Mario Dude. fetish days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will plant coins right underneath uh, suspended in uh, in the ether uh, concrete blocks for people to hit. Brick blocks. Yes. Or or as I think I remembered it, Mario fetish. I was just going to slide gold coins into Italian's asses. <laughs> There was something with hiding something around something. Was it when we were talking about playing hide the salami? Yes. Oh yeah, and you were you were like we should play hide yeah. the fettuccine, and I said I'm sorry, I'm not always like that. I was stressed that day. Yeah, oh. and then you said yeah, al dente my ass, and I said touche. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boy, right, do you like how I recap that? Yeah. Your 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 wife is loving this episode. <laughs> uh, she she just is in the middle of her yoga just fell over from the creeping. Jackal. <laughs> the creeping jackal could be the name of this episode. The, the asinine goat. I'm trying to think of yoga poses. <laughs> Do you know yoga poses? I believe the, the creeping asinine... jackal and the asinine goat are two of the more advanced ones. So okay, she's advanced. probably she not there, got there yet. yet. That's why she fell down a bit. Yeah. Not because she was uh, like uh, crazy about listening to this. Because no. I, I know, like, she's think... still on the free range salamander, which I believe is a beginner pose. It's more like you, you just, just flop around for a little while. Flop. Yeah, yeah. Also, the the greased up caterpillar. Yeah, the yep. uh, the the. <laughs> The, the beached minnow, that's another oh, one. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. It's I just, mean, it's it's what you'd expect it to be, but it takes more flexibility than the human body actually has to do it. Yeah, the dried starfish, but that requires a male because there are five limbs. And you don't move, but you have to keep the fifth limb hard. Yes. And which also, is hard but, to do without but also, moving. But also flat. Yeah, like, and going... Without, going, without assistance from uh, bricks or cinder blocks. Yeah, and being, like, almost perpendicular to your groinal area, like... Exactly, no, yeah, like, hard. I mean, you know, like, they actually come by with, like, uh, uh, one of those angle measuring tools, what are they called? <laughs> I give a, a scope a of some kind. Protractor. <laughs> I, I had stethoscope and periscope in my head. Uh, yeah, a protractor. The last time I had a protractor that close to my prostate, I was trying to make a joke there, I failed. I uh, put that... I I was sticking a protractor in my asshole. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Not exactly a joke, but I'm gonna go with it. Um, if for no other reason than to move on swiftly to web dropping. Web dropping. 
Right. Um, I almost wanted speaking, some like speaking like, of like it, thunder or something there or something like. No, it was. It, it, there was. I don't know what you're talking about. I love when I because you're our sound audio engineer. Oh, and I, I forget I love, about. I know. I, love I forget when I'm about like, half I wish of them. This happened, or there needs to be a beat. I usually here. remember like 50 percent of them, like the big ones, and then I forget about half of them. So there is like a oh man, oh that happened totally. You're like oh, great, yeah, and then we listen back, and there's nothing there. It's weird. because Sometimes yeah, it's you, intentional, and sometimes it's like uh, so because I just I'm don't realize pushy. it happened. And you're the sound engineer. <laughs> the end result is I look like a dick a lot. <laughs> and and those that listen know that I just look lazy. Also, or, it's like oh yeah, empty promises. Or you're a dick too, you know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a lazy dick, and you're just an overpromising. Like I'm dick. still wondering if there's ominous music like a minute or two. That ago. is definitely happening because we've talked about it enough. Now I'm we've talked about sure. it too much where it's not happening. Yeah, you're wondering. It's keep flip flopping. Yeah. as we go. <laughs> I'll find out based on once we get to 65 minutes. I'll know whether or not. Uh, I'm putting it in. Okay. Um, now, right. but okay. But so speaking with animals and 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 sex, I get. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, the animal poses. I was thinking that's where we could go. You know. So yeah, uh, trying we to make move a segue. Web droppings. And our first web dropping this week is aquarium employee fired over raping walrus. I not, use the yeah. word raping because I'm not really sure if what has Walruses happened can be, is can, consensual. Can, yeah. can, can, I, can a walrus consent? Well, the idea is that no animal can consent, and that's why bestiality laws exist. Right, and we, I think we actually, they, they're oddly enough, abuse laws. not oddly enough, actually, we have discussed the uh, like moral and legal sides of bestiality in the recent past. We have, and we're touching on that subject again, much like how we touch on poop almost every other <laughs> and, you know, episode And, and as I, well. I think last time we touched on bestiality, I even said we've thought about creating a bestiality segment, but felt dirty uh, mentioning it. Yeah, I mean, we can. I feel like any future potential sponsors could, could we be Because I don't know if there's much promotion to go on there being like the only podcast with a bestiality segment. One, I don't know if it's true. Two, I don't know if that's something you want to tout. No, like, I think it would be hilarious and right up our alley. And our core audience would appreciate it. Right and up like this it. walrus's alley. Boom! By alley, I mean butthole. You actually do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out, Scott. Wait, you, you are sincere. Okay, I'm actually stalling for a moment. I wasn't uh, connected to your Wi-Fi. That's how professional we are. Yeah. But uh, I now am, and I am moving to <laughs> I didn't even know you were stalling. I, I was need... just having a blast oh, talking no, about to... bestiality. Oh, man. I stalled for a get, moment there at the get end. Me, get me on a roll with bestiality, man, and I'm fucking good to go for 20 minutes, man. I'll give you 20 on, on bestiality improv. Okay, um, first of all, uh, could, hey, we, could hey, we guess? Hey, have you ever, what, what, what's the deal with horses, how they won't let you fuck them all the time? Am I right? Hey, I'm, for some reason, Regis and Seinfeld buried in one. I like and a, that. And a Buried pervert. In one. Um, Buried in one pervert, yeah. Cher, can I ask you a question? You can ask me any question you what want. What state do you think this aquarium is in? Name, name, a, name a southern state I would assume, for weird stuff. Well, I, I mean, I, I would originally assume Florida because that's where a lot of aquariums are. Okay, that's fair. But, but it could be but, also uh, Louisiana. Oh. It's going to be coastal. Keep, keep, no. Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Um, that that little triangle yeah, there, yeah, the, the redneck triangle of Southern America. Yeah, but think of the New, New Orleans has a lot of great. I mean, not sorry, uh, Louisiana has a lot of great stuff. I just said that because New Orleans is no, a great this, thing. So. This happened at the uh, the Georgia Aquarium in Atlanta, and the person at fault is Dr. Monica Alvis, who was accused of having sexual encounters with one of the institute's marine animals, which just happens to be a walrus. Was this like a more handsome walrus than other walruses? Was it chosen for a specific reason? Was know. it the only walrus they had? It was. It's a nine-year-old walrus. I'm really just. Is okay. that like dog years? Do you times it by seven, and the walrus is suddenly an acceptable age? Uh, how well? How uh, old do? Did you not do your research? You don't know how old walruses live to? No, no, no. It's a nine-year-old walrus. Why did you? Do you have the info? 
Uh, nope. Okay, then we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> it's also a 1,700-kilogram okay, well, animal. Hold on. Now, in pounds, what would that be, Jer? Uh, well, 2.2 kilograms pound, so, you know... Uh, I don't know, thirty. Uh, not about. Did you just say two point two kilograms a pound? So it weighs. That was two point two pounds per it, kilogram. I was sorry. gonna say so it weighs a so, quarter no, of a pound. No, no, it's about forty pounds probably. Forty pound animal, nine years I, old. Actually, I might be making myself sound like an idiot because I can't keep. Yeah, we do have a. Uh, no, that's not true. We do have a pretty big foreign audience. Our Australian numbers. Swedish no, I'm thinking. Numbers, I'm thinking of kilometers. To, I'm thinking kilometers to miles. I have no idea. Okay. Well. Um. Needless to say, in case anyone out there is a listener of ours and listens to our podcast while working at their own personal aquarium, um, having sex with an animal at your aquarium is uh, part of most aquarium zero tolerance policies against sexual crimes and abuse towards animals in the aquarium. Uh, I believe the word animal extends past the mammal family all the way to fish. So um, don't do that uh, because Dr. Alvis herself was immediately suspended from work and is in the process of being fired. Also, she could be facing charges of zoophilia and bestiality. Both? Or is it... I'm assuming they were the same thing, right? There's not some... They have been separated as two separate things. Huh. I wonder what the... I might have to go into George's statutes and see what the definition difference is. Bestiality is when you have a farm animal. Zoophilia is when you have a zoo animal. Because people in Georgia think zoo animals are different than regular animals. So, uh... Okay. I'm just going with that because. By the way, Georgia 17 kilograms dumb. is 37.5 pounds. I was right, actually. It's 2.2 kilograms. So uh, she had sex pounds. with a walrus that was 40 roughly the weight of a sixth grader. Yeah. Fifth grader. Yeah, yeah. Fourth grader. <laughs> uh, I was. I was. I was light, but I was. I was probably 60 pounds in in fifth grade or so. But I also. Almost died of appendicitis. So she she had sex with a nine year old animal, roughly the weight of a fourth grader. So roughly a fourth grader. So she had sex with a fourth grader. <laughs> a walrus oh, shaped. Doctor Alvis. A, wal- a walrus shaped fourth grader. Cuckoo kachu. <laughs> uh, cuckoo cuckoo chachu. Chew. 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 Oh wait, that's part of my uh, Pokemon uh, fan fiction, erotic fan fiction. Pikachu, chew, Pikachu. Pick me. Pikachu. I chew, choose you. Oh, I Pikachu chew choose you. Yeah, that's great. Can we make that now? Um, so no. Yeah, the, okay, well, first of all, I, I don't know why you were so focused on how old the uh, walrus was, as if it would make it why? less would you perverted. Why? Would focus on how old the uh, the the doctor scientist lady was? No, I would Dr. say just Alvis? just the fact that it's a walrus. Oh well. Sure. She was 35, by the way, and had just broken up with a, a past uh, boyfriend. Well, you, no, seven, it, it, it was a rough breakup, dude, Jeremiah. 1,700 kilograms, you dipshit. Why does that matter? <laughs> 100 times? <laughs> 3,800 pounds versus 38. I was like, I was like, that's like a fucking, oh. that's a baby walrus. So she had sex with a fat fourth grader. <laughs> An American fat she, fourth she, grader. She had sex with a Toyota-sized fourth grader. Yeah. Seriously? Holy shit. So she's 35. No, those, those, are now... giant, those are giant animals. I assume like, so she's, I was like, 40 kilograms would have to be a brand new fucking she's baby She's 35 walrus. and she's now ruined for all men ever. Well, oh yeah, and actually walruses I thought um, had per like... They uh, have the bone penises, don't well, they? Well yeah, they have a penis that 
like compared to the size of their body is like uh, the the biggest in ratio or something. I don't know. Friend Possibly. Of mine and that. if anyone out there was curious what I meant by bone penis, uh, there's certain the species baculum. of mammal yeah. that have the uh, falculum. Is that how you pronounce it? I think baculum, right? Baculum. We, baculum, made, a, we, we, yes. we made a joke about Scott Bacula and his yeah. baculum. Which is a, uh, a bone that keeps the uh, penis rigid and hard during sex. Uh, basically, it's kind of like a rape tool for lesser mammals. Right. Um, and okay, we're not, oh, we're I'm not, sorry. We're not kidding. Look that up. And also, I just... Um, Do your uh, research, people. Google it. And I just Googled walrus penis so I could see like what the size was. And the first thing that pops up is a YouTube video that I'm not going to watch now, but I definitely will save it for later, is walrus sucks own dick. I've got to see. Top results for walrus penis on Google, as far as my, my, my results. So I, much. I'm sending those. I'm I know everybody right else up. is like Googling it. They're like, actually, all my results are don't ever look at walrus penises. I don't know why yours immediately assumes you want to watch a walrus <laughs> sucking his own dick. Maybe you've been watching some suspect things, Jeremiah. NSA, yes, I have been. 17 animal penises to make you say ew on BuzzFeed. It's your Google uh, it's your Google search history of uh, girls with overbites. Ah, here we go. <laughs> okay, the, the, the male possesses a large baculum, which we were correct, a penis bone of up to 63 centimeters, 25 inches in length. So she was taking 25-inch walrus doll. 3,800-pound, not the cock itself, but the walrus itself. And you'd like to think she was on top, but they're animals that don't frequently end up on their backs. Walruses, I see seals a lot going like feed me fish on their back. I think walruses just stay there and go like, yeah, bitch, you come to me. So she was she was backing that shit up. All right. Well, um, <laughs> we will actually have an update on this story when she goes to court and we figure out what exactly is happening <laughs> with the outcome of this. But are um, you saying enough about bestiality? I'm saying let's uh, let's move on to uh, another crime against humanity. Jerry, you brought this to the table this week. Yeah, this one is uh, seriously a crime against humans. And not just humanity. Uh, this was about a Nigerian restaurant that was uh, shut down recently for cooking human meat and serving it to the customers. Um, I guess there there were locals that showed up to this Nigerian restaurant and saw some weird stuff going on. Uh, you know, they saw like weird people like showing up like in trench coats or whatever and being like, yeah, and going in the back and uh, coming out without human-sized body bags, uh, you know, or whatever. I'm guessing here. I'm, I'm okay, making, okay. I'm making assumptions. I'm creating my own fake news here. But there's some one person went in and ordered something off the menu, and they they didn't have the prices or whatever, and the bill showed up, and it was crazy. Granted, it was like five bucks hour cash, but for Nigerians, I guess it was like six times the annual pay that this one dish cost. They're like, why did this cost so much? They're like, well, it's you know, it's because what you ordered is pretty rare and they're like you you know kind of ordered some human right there and he was like ah why does it cost so much seriously seriously are, are you serious <laughs> holy crap how so, do you go to a restaurant and accidentally order human well i because guess i'm guessing you don't speak the language and also i don't think they necessarily put it on the menu that way it might be one of those things like wink wink i want some human like that's oh, the, that's there, the password a code word or something. Uh, yeah, so you probably like there's one thing on the menu that nobody orders ever, but if you know about it, you like yeah. Can I have that with extra sprinkles? It's like, amazing. Yeah, this wink, was, wink. This wasn't like a regular restaurant either. Not that it makes it any better, but it was a hotel, hotel restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. And they were saying like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not surprised. Uh, every time I went into the market, I observed strange activities going on in the hotel. People who were never clearly dressed, uh, cleanly dressed, and who looked a bit strange, made their way in and out of the hotel, making me very suspicious of their activities. Okay, jumping from suspicious to not surprised they served human meat is kind of a, a big jump. I'd be like, oh, those, I would assume like a drug dealer, 
Not like, oh, I'm not surprised. Now, why why would human meat be more expensive? Because the delicacy? Because it's illegal? All of the above. Like a snuff film is more expensive, I assume. But why even serve it if it if it's all of that? Like, are there really people who go in and be like, I, I want to eat a human today? I think so, probably. Oh, it's crazy. Wasn't there like some fetishist that recently got arrested or something like that for um, eating like, uh, or saying that they were going to eat? humans oh no that's right there's like a cannibal i think we even covered it on the show man uh possibly maybe. i don't know we cover so many weird things on here uh we could have a whole animal i mean a human eating segment probably we probably could um, in one week alone there was somebody i think that on the on the internet said they were looking for somebody to eat and they were like a craigslist ad yes and the person on craigslist like Showed was up. like sure i want to yeah. i want to die and you can eat me tin. so and that was like their fetish and we were kind of wondering morally is that okay oh, wow that was back when we first started this podcast i think so that was, that was like, like a, episode four or five. And it was it was a moral conundrum for us because we're like i actually think that would be okay one person's like i want to die and you know it'd be okay if i went to work in over here but instead i want to get eaten over here right and you're helping fulfill somebody's fetish of eating somebody what, without having to go to a Nigerian restaurant and get, you know, who knows what's served with that. It, I don't even know if it's human. It could be dog. I uh, I opened this story, by the way, and I love uh, two things about this story from the source you found it at. Uh, one was it says when the police raided the kitchen, uh, oh, they grenades. discovered human yeah. heads still dripping with blood in plastic bags, as well as grenades and uh, arsenal of weapons. Right, yeah. No, here's the thing. Okay, the one thing I have not done yet, and I usually do, but because this came from Daily Mail, I assumed I didn't have to, and I checked a couple other sources. I didn't Snopes it yet. Okay, no, you don't need to Snopes it because they already are Snopesing themselves. There are photos of prepared grilled meat dishes spread out through this article, and every uh, photo is subtitled with a small caption. So this is not um, human meat? What I love is the first one says, Disgusting. Nigerian restaurant is reported being shut down the for file photo of pork chops. File photo? Pork chops. Yep. Next one below that. Uh, police raided the restaurant to discover human heads with blood still dripping from plastic bags. File, file photo? photo Beefsteak. Beef that, but again, it didn't tell me that it was, uh, that was telling me like, oh, we need to stock images. But there's like we clearly pictures of meat and you're like supposed well, of course. to go, ew, oh my God, that's but what no, I'm No, instead I'm like, I want to eat a human right now. That fucking looks awesome. Yeah, that fucking beefsteak Dude, looks great. Oh, is, is, is it, it a grill, skillet? The grilled pork chop is like really tender, you can tell, and juicy, and it's on like a nice little uh, wood block. Oh, like and it's, it's even like probably a grass fed or something because it's uh, it's only been seared on the outside, yep. mean, meaning there might oh, be a yeah. hint of pink. Yep. And with pork, you're really not supposed to, but if it's a good healthy it, meat, No, if you, if you know you where it came from and it's like... And oh. because trichinosis is the thing you're supposed to be worried about, but if it's actually oh, yeah. from good a, a, a good healthy meat, yeah. you're fine. Good healthy small, meat. small farm, organic, uh, grass fed. That's why when you go to a really a high scale restaurant, they'll actually like be like our pork chop is served medium rare. Generally. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah, whenever I did a really really nice restaurant, like at least four to five star, I get uh, those little uh, lamb lollipop lamb chops. You know what I mean? <laughs> lollipops. Yeah, I know what you're talking they're, about. They're, yes. they're called. It's a lollipop cut. Yeah, yeah. It's a little tiny lamb. Chop, yeah, I know. I just I just pictured you like licking a lollipop, like <laughs> a full size lamb, like not like, <laughs> like a little kid with a beanie. No, I freaking love those. Those but are I, awesome. I will yeah. only eat them rare. Yep. And I will only order them oh, rare fall if right I off. trust yeah. the restaurant, meaning like four stars and up or somebody I know. Well, and generally, if you like when I go to one of those restaurants, I usually just ask for I don't even like order the temp. I just say like the, the way the chef cooks it. Oh, generally it'll come, there's out, a way, it'll yeah. come out rare if yeah. you say that. Because, yeah, there's Cause rare, rare and overcooked for them would be medium rare. Yeah, I used yeah. to cook uh, lamb when I was uh, working at a certain restaurant. Uh, I've worked at several restaurants in my life. I am a chef by trade. 
Uh, and anytime lamb was uh, ordered, it was automatically uh, between medium rare and rare. Yeah, unless somebody specified yeah, otherwise. Yeah, because we kind of felt like we were ruining it otherwise. Well, and, yeah, and, 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 and I mean, the same thing goes with a, would be. with a good cut of most any meat that way. So, okay. man, oh, but yeah, that fucking, oh my God, that I'm human hungry. meat looks good. <laughs> that the, the the human beef steak there looks. <laughs> I know, no, man, it's like crusted on the outside. You can tell he seared it in a pan and then like grilled it real quickly. The human beef steak got me like wanting to grill tonight, and I did buy a little camping grill just to do some uh, porch grilling this year. Oh, nice. Uh, see, I, the problem is, is I was thinking like how hungry I was before we uh, started this and I forgot to go shopping. And uh, there's no store, obviously, around me uh, to, to go shopping at nearby without traveling. Oh, you're going to have to come back home with me. I, I could do that and then we just uh, cook up human beefsteak. Yeah. <laughs> I have a neighbor. Who, no, actually, I don't have a neighbor who annoys me. Not anymore. Ooh. All right, you ready to move on? Because they're in her freezer for human beefsteak. Well, Jer, those keys sure don't fit in that lock. All right. <laughs> Segways brought to you by the Lost at Home podcast. Segways. Why the fuck did they segway that way? I don't know. Could it have been a mistake? It sure no, it editing. wasn't. No, it wasn't. We don't edit, 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 edit here at the Lost at Home podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ominous music. <laughs> All right, what do you got here? What do you got? Next story. You, you got a story for me. Man allegedly kills stepdad with atomic wedgie. Now, um, this story isn't alleged. With Not the just a wedgie. wedgie. This is fucking atomic. There is actually a death that occurred. Uh, Brad Davis, 33 years old, uh, started a fight with his stepfather. Um, the both of the men had been drinking. Wait, did I get that backwards? Yeah, the stepson was 33 years old. So how old was the stepfather? I haven't seen that in any article. We're just going to say older. Well, maybe. I mean, stepdad. It just feels weird to be 33 years old and having a physical altercation with your stepdad. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, because I'm 34, I wouldn't think about, I mean, I don't have a stepdad. I guess maybe. It's just weird. But I mean, not everybody is, you know, the age, age, age is just a number, according to... Yeah, the the, the, the stepdad, his name is Denver yeah. St. Clair, and he apparently spoke ill of Brad Davis's mother, who, um, he then uh, attacked him. They had both been drinking, and a no. fight ensued, and the culmination of the fight was when, uh, he pulled the underwear of his stepdad over his head in atomic wedgie fashion. He stretched the elastic waistband of his underwear up over his head, and it basically strangled him. Oh my it God. It went under his chin and cut off his breathing. And by the time the cops had arrived after uh, Davis himself, who had done the atomic wedgie uh, called 911, uh, he was dead. Um, the police are actually looking so wait, into this wait, oh, because uh, there was blood around the kitchen, okay. the living room. Uh, the underwear left a ligature mark on his neck, meaning it had uh, pulled into the actual skin. So are they wondering, if, is it's like, did he it die be, some other way? It could be murder, and he's saying, I had no idea he died that way. Yeah. Like, it, it was like, after he killed him, he's like, whoa, shit, how you gotta cover this up? I'll give him a wedgie. Yeah. The, they'll, it's so crazy that they'll have to believe it. It actually could be one of those situations, like... Could you imagine murdering someone? Instead of like planting a and, weapon, and, they're like, yeah. no, forensic evidence will get this. Uh, let me do fun. something nobody will ever completely out there. Yeah, because yeah. nobody will know even fucking how to put this in the books. They'll just be like, ah, oh, you know what? This is totally fucked up. Who's going to lie about a, a wedgie? Yep. 
No, I agree. It's probably something a little bit more fishy, and this guy may end up going to jail in the end. Well, I mean, I think regardless, they're probably going to get some kind of uh, involuntary kind of charge or something. Oh, like. God, yeah. If you take a human life, you're in trouble on some yeah. level. So Yeah, you're, you're going um, away for a little while or something like that. I mean, believe me. I mean, <laughs> you've got human remains in your freezer, for Christ's sake, that we are going to cook up some human beefsteak tonight. Going to cook up human beefsteak tonight on your porch and eat it. Yeah, watch out, Scott's neighbor. It's too fucking late. Cause tonight is two <laughs> nights ago from when you hear this. We already cooked you up. Boop a doop, boop a doop a doop, boop. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like the perfect segue. Um, I, all random songs are perfect. What's segues. funny is I like that story, but there really isn't enough information in the story to be a good story. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, well, the good the good stories don't always have to have content. They just have to have a good headline here we can make it good this story has a great headline and that's why i brought it to the table yeah i almost it's funny i almost brought this to the table last really? week too this yep. was actually connected to two other stories of mine that i thought maybe i could roll into a discussion piece but i wanted to be topical with this one i almost uh, I, we we i, so I, I brought this last week and we were we ran over time last week and everything this is this was awesome actually I, i'm yep. glad you brought this to the table this comes out of auburn nebraska um a nebraska woman has filed federal lawsuit against all homosexuals on earth for breaking in quotes religious and moral laws yes yeah. first of all i love the fact that she thinks she can bring a lawsuit against everybody on earth in the united states yes and the fact that there are religious a laws as recognized by the law and i know it's a federal respect for religion yeah exactly yeah and Which it, like you're supposed might to even be trying to go for like but it would only be if they were doing something that hurt her or her community of people that she oversees. Right. And a lot of her, uh, I don't know if you want to quote, quote unquote, uh, evidence in her seven page or something like that, handwritten. Is scripture, isn't it? Is, is, is she's pretty much just like, God thinks it's bad and God is great and Jesus is great and Jesus thinks it's bad and God gave birth to Jesus through invisible powers and therefore homosexuals bad, sue homosexuals. Here's a little bit, seven more pages of tirade. And the rest of that tirade is uh, literal Bible scripture. Yeah, quoting but, Bible but, scriptures but also. not even accurate, you yeah. know. I'm pretty sure somewhere Matthew said, uh, uh, if you stick a, a pee-pee up a, bu a butthole, it's uh, considered uh, heresy, and therefore you should be uh, not allowed to do it, And uh, but I should also be allowed to keep slaves. You know what's interesting? Nebraska! woo Football. Speaking of a uh, religion, New um, Hampshire legislatures. Woo! I was talking to one of my coworkers about the uh, the Church of Satan, uh, Satanism, mm -hmm. the, the the actual group that exists in the U.S. Right. Yeah. And um, we're actually there, like there was a story right. that we were going to cover and didn't um, a while back. It was about a woman who went to go get an abortion recently and brought uh, paperwork saying that it's against my religious beliefs for you to deny it and make me do these weird Republican-based right, hoops right, to yeah. jump through by saying it goes against my religion as a Satanist. Because Satanist is a, a legit religion as much as Scientology is, yeah. Yep, or Christianity or Catholicism. Yeah, exactly. I'm all, thinking of like I'm thinking of like legit. but I'm thinking of like new religions. Satanism is a very new religion as far as recognized and so as is far Scientology. as recognized. Yeah, and Scientology the same thing. So Um but yeah, my my actual uh, And it is my both of those are I, as legit as Christianity, you're right. My friend who I uh, talked about this with actually included me in a little bit on some of the Church of Satanology, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call it Satanology. Um on what they believe and it's weird how it's I don't believe in it or Christianity or any of that. I'm an actual atheist. Sorry, well, if no, but, but, but doesn't like Satanists it, but. are generally atheists too, though they use Satan as a as a, a, a but but the beacon, way I but guess. the way he was describing it was interesting. He was like, 
the snake was actually the good guy in the Garden of Eden, and God was the bad guy. Yeah. Because God the snake said, represents like, you two don't go to that tree of knowledge and learn and grow and yeah. be better. And also the Stay snake. Stay ignorant the, the, and stupid and my slaves. And the snake wanted to teach them. So the snake is like. Satan, repre- Satan represents knowledge and freedom, essentially. As long yeah. as you're not and hurting God, other people. God represents oppression and hatred and, 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 and Yeah, and, and it's funny because all like, that's really the, the only mention of Satan for the most part in the Bible is that. But, but my, until you get to like the. Oh, there's new, very little. Until there. you get to the New Testament, you get all the crazy stuff. But even then, there's no description of what he looks like. When no, every no, time it, it's like, he's ready, he has who's And as far as I know, like, this, Satan stayed out of it. If there really is a God and a devil, Satan's like, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger man. If people want to come down and hang yeah, out with me, he didn't want to talk shit like those two yeah. first books. And he's, he's like, like the no. fucking ignorant God up there just being like, man, Satan's a bastard. He's an asshole. Man, he's a fallen angel. Of course he's a fallen angel. He's a fallen angel because, man, heaven sucks apparently and and hell's the where where to be. But also, Satanists generally don't believe well, I mean, think about it. All in, the cool people, according to Christianity, go to hell. Hell I, yeah. I don't want to go hang out in hell. That's Dude, I'm going to go chill out with fucking. I'm going to go. Uh, Do you want to go to heaven where people who are up there only are the most the Bible boring. thumpers? Boring Bible thumpers who did nothing oh in life God. but preach and do nothing. You know fun. that's all they're gonna do up there. They're gonna be like, preach. "Isn't that great? We get to hang out with God and suck his dick." I'm just like, I don't want to suck God's dick. I want to suck Satan's dick. I want to fucking hang out with Jimi Hendrix, suck his dick. I want to suck Kurt Cobain's dead dick. By the way, I think this is the point of the show where we uh, <laughs> run our Audible ad. In a world where people use money for goods and services, the Lost at Home podcast needs you to perform a service for them so that they can get money. No, not that service. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash lost and get a free month of Audible's audiobook service and a free audiobook on the show. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Plus, it helps the show. Got an iPhone or Android? Then download the Audible app and listen to your book anywhere you would listen to a podcast. Thanks for your support. Now, jump to it, fuckers. All right, our last story for this week is about public sex. The only kind of sex I like. Other than that with animals or Kurt Cobain's dead dick. Kurt Cobain's dead dick is the only dick I'll suck Except for Jimi Hendrix's dead dick Or Satan's dick, I'll suck that too Fucking foursome down in hell Yeah, yeah, gonna suck three dicks in hell Fuck you, God Wow um, the Lost and Home podcast a lot of, a lot of spontaneous um, loves songs. our new listeners And hopes they don't take anything we say this week to heart Wow I got a couple of songs out of this one it's pretty good okay yeah. so a uh, couple found guilty of having sex on a florida beach this is jose caballero and Alyssa alvarez uh 40 and 20 years respectively oh i saw the picture uh, yeah, we're having yeah. sex on a florida beach and what has yet to be actually uh proven is the fact that they had sex what was it like some video of like her climbing on top of him they're on like, top Ooh. of each other but there's no proof of penetration, penetration. that could just be like dry Nothing. humping on the beach man. i dry be hump on, everywhere they could just be laying on each other yeah like like oh, I'm not trying to be naive about this either. Just they there's, there's a benefit of a doubt. Exactly, and that therefore the courts got to like you know come on. No, but they they fucked. We know, but there's no if there's no penetration viewed, then there's not really much evidence other than people being like I mean unless they found somebody who said no. I'm yeah. not. I'm gonna go down as being not the first person to say this since the internet has kind of blown up over this. Um, 
the, what they got charged with is obscene, and the amount of time they're doing is obscene. Well, because they like threw, years. Yeah, because I think they the, threw the book at them. Hard. And, and part of it comes to, to comes down to they were saying there were uh, children present at the beach that could have seen them. But they, so that's they're unsubstantiated. Exactly, it's hearsay. It, that that's unsubstantiated, and so is the actual evidence of them even fucking in the first yep. place. To me, this sounds I mean, like too a, many this like be a reasonable doubts kind of things, uh, unless they're really trying to make. What make a point about our puritanical society yep. and that you're not supposed to fuck? I so mean, this uh, this gentleman and this lovely young lady um, have okay, received. I'm, you've have gone received, too far now. Have received <laughs> 15 years in jail each. Yeah, and are forever on the sex offenders registry. I, I think the second you're on it, you're on it forever. It doesn't matter what you. Oh get yeah, on you it. don't. You can if you go pissing in the subway and somebody walks by, you could be on that registry. I think you should get like points, like a punch card, like for every lost orphan. <laughs> that <laughs> you, you find a return to the orphanage you get a punch on your punch card right <laughs> it, it, like, it, if I were a sex offender who got in trouble for this which is not sex offending I would literally spend all my days hiking in the woods looking for lost orphans like a karma card really yeah, yeah. You, pay, you pay back the world you get off not literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there should definitely be tiers of sex offender. I think the, the fact that there's one sex offender it's registry horrific and you have, country, go, you have to go you have to go online and search all... to find out what they did. Yep. Uh, no, it's pretty much yeah. that they're all treated the same because there are disgusting, evil people who fuck little kids. Yeah. And who there rape. are there are rapists. And then there are people who were 19 when their girlfriend was 18 or whatever, 17, the, yeah. whatever the age yeah. gap is in your personal state yeah. uh, the, it's, and, it's and the, you're it's, a year off and you had sex at the prom and suddenly the older in a lot of in a lot of states you know have trouble. the what they call the you know senior freshman law or whatever but a lot of states don't so yeah. where if you're a, like or, 19 year old or, senior and a, and a legal adult and you have sex with your 15 year old girlfriend you should not be on the sex offender list when it's this mutual you know yeah, it's if, ridiculous. If, if, Compared you're, to, if you're doing the under the sea theme and you were the chaperone working there all day blowing up those different colored aqua balloons <laughs> and you're bringing your daughter's best friend to the prom because she just got braces and no one would bring her and then you end up banging her behind the school and she's 16 which is legal in your state and you're married and she's your daughter's friend and your daughter holds the camera. I don't understand how that's not consensual. I, yeah, I, everyone appears to be willing. Your daughter's holding the camera. Your yeah, wife is on. at home. She's, I mean, there's, she's live periscoping it on her. Yeah, computer. she's like, "This is good, honey," and like keep like hearts, 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 hearts yeah. on the, on Periscope. I like it when she's blowing you. It's yeah. great. And then yeah. Oh, just, don't get your dick cut on those braces. Exactly. That's the worst thing that you should have to consider because in that her dad is a doctor who fixes small lacerations on penises as a specialty and that was helping the family and helping yeah, her put, put her through college he may be doing it because it's going to be a good paycheck at the end of the day but he also supports his daughter and knows that she's making good choices right i kind of forgot what we were talking about sex fucking lost at home podcast ladies and gentlemen yeah catch us on uh, uh you can catch me at sonic jalopy on twitter or and you can uh, find us at the lost the at lost home. at home and, and if you go to our website, uh, www.lostathomepodcast.com. Hey, you got it right. I always get it right. Not after I edit it. I always you should see all there. the domains I've been buying to make sure I'm always right. You're <laughs> <laughs> like lost, misspelled, yeah, podcast every, misspelled. <laughs> every misspelling you can think of. Somehow, even though you can not pronounce a misspelling, you still like buy it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good. And uh, yeah, uh, we are going to Vermont Comic Con and we are also courting new sponsors. And in the next couple weeks, we should have some really big guests. So keep tuning in. If this was your first episode ever, 
Uh, thank you for listening. And I'm sorry. Subscribe. <laughs> uh, we're really sorry for our behavior. You know, the thing is, we say that every week, but and guess I'm never what? sorry. If we made you laugh even once, we're doing better than most podcasts. So right. come back. Give us another try. You, you know you want to. You love us. You want us. Exactly. More Satan deep-throating uh, as the weeks go on, I promise. Yep. Um, so, yeah, everyone out there, thank you for tuning in, and have a great week. Later. Hello, my name is Daniel Foley, and today I'm going to be teaching you about bones. I said my cranium is where I got this crazy rap I thought of Got a cervical vertebrae that makes me wanna holler I also have a clavicle but I call it my collar And after that's the scapula and then the sternophilus A lot of rib bones, they are really numerous Every skeleton smiles that's cause of the humorous Now let me tell you exactly what's under that My lumbar vertebrae lift with like a lumberjack And using these terms, your hip is an ilium The tailbone's the sacrum and the groin is the ischium Well no, I am the ish The owner and the radius connects to the wrist Next are the carpals, metacarpals, and phalanges If you use them all at once, it could really come in handy No pun intended, but that was really fly The next bone's the femur, and that's located in the thigh Two patellas, want one, then hit me up They connected to my tibia and fibula Haters hate cause they scared to do what I do Just a normal teen trying to make it through high school Flying on my tarsus to keep me on my mood And my metatarsal next to my phalanges and my shoes Now I hope you learned a lot from this song They told me hip hop was dead, I made a song about bones <laughs>